Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. We are now about three or four weeks into this COVID virus thing, about February, uh, mid-February is when we first started hearing about it. And uh, then they had the big shutdown in the middle of March, where they shut the world down. And uh, most of us have had to come up with ways to survive that as business people. With me here today is a very successful business person, Mr. John Boriak. John is many things that I'm going to find today very useful for us as a, a resource. Number one, he owns five apartment complexes, adding up to over 1,200, uh, 12, over 1,200 units. And um, he, he's been in the business for quite a few years now. The other thing is he is the president-elect of the Houston Apartment Association. So he's within the Apartment Association's officership. And because of that, he's, he has a lot of inside information as to how the apartment industry itself and its associations are acting and reacting to what's going on out here also. So I'm really happy to have him with me today. John, thanks for taking the time off. I know you got to be just busy as a, a you know, one-armed paper hanger like the rest of us right now, huh? Yeah, it's busy right now for sure, but I always love doing stuff like this. I appreciate you having me on. Well, let's take it from the bottom and work our way up. Let's go micro, and then we'll go to macro later. And that is, first of all, yourself. Uh, I, because I'm in. By the way, I've got a full disclosure. I'm in one of his deals, so uh, I get your, I get your, uh, all your documentation, and I get your, you know, your monthly reports and so forth. And um, I was really impressed by the report that you sent out because it basically stated uh, that you got it all under control. Why don't you tell us? what it is that 
you came to the conclusions of very quickly and put into place so that you're not in a bad situation right now? Yeah, great question. So when I looked at this, when, you know, all the COVID stuff started coming up and we had to kind of prepare how we as a company were going to respond to this, I kind of looked at it at three levels. We've kind of got like that real high level, I'm going to call it an asset level picture of what we need to do big picture wise to stay you position our business to survive this. And then we come down to the site level and how we equip and encourage our staff, our team members in the office that are renting our properties, and then our response to the residents, our customers and our clients. And so I'll try to hit kind of all three of those. Starting at a, an asset level, kind of that, that big, you know, CEO executive summary level, there's really kind of three things or really one, one big thing, and that's cash, cash flow. Because we get through this, there's going to be a lot of people that can't pay their rent. We're going to have potentially have um, some expenses that come up because of this. And so you got to have cash at the bank. So um, before any of this started, I always in my businesses keep a, a pretty healthy cash reserve in the bank account for emergencies just like this. So it, you know, the question is always how much. Um, I've heard one and a half months of expenses and debt service used as a general rule of thumb. What that looks like for my properties, you know, where we're collecting anywhere from, um, you know, 150 to 450 thousand dollars in a given month. I try to keep about that much in reserves per property. So per property, I have 150 thousand to you know, up to about half a million cash just stockpiled as operating cushions in the bank account, depending on how how big the property is. And then, in addition to that, you know, we do quarterly distributions, and I pretty early on informed uh, all my investors that we weren't going to distribute our profits from the first quarter of this year just to make sure we had plenty of cash in the bank to get through this. We haven't had any negative uh, months yet because of this, but just in case, we're going to stockpile that cash instead of distributing it, or at least not until later. And then lastly, taking advantage of the um, the, S the new SBA loans and the government assistance that's coming out as part of, part of that CARES Act, that the PPP loan. I can't remember what that stands for now, but we got that submitted and are waiting on those funds. So once I know our big business level, our, our, our business has, has enough cash to get through this, we're going to be okay from a big picture standpoint. Then you bring it down to the on-site level at our, at our teams. And um, and they'll interrupt me if I'm running into a break or anything, but I'm just going to keep rolling until you. Well, I'm going to interrupt you because I, I want to go back and because I, I think you're right. You got it broke down in the right three pieces I was interested in talking about. But I think you went over the cash part one or two steps quicker than than I would have wanted to. So let me go back and take okay. it back. Uh, definitely agree you carry a lot of cash. I know because I'm in one of your deals, so I have available to your, your financials. Uh, and very good. Kudos for you. Number two, I was an advocate right from the beginning to stop everybody from paying distributions because, like you said, this is really a cash crunch. It's not a business crunch. People are not going away. There's not going to be a disappear -a world that tomorrow there's nobody to live in our units. It's just they can't pay us today because the government forced them out of their job. So at some point... Right. And whether that's three months, six months, a year, whatever it is, some point they got to come back. So our only challenge is the operators of a business to protect that business and our investors is to have enough cash to get through. So I think you clarified that very, very well. My first question to you was, did you get any pushback at all from any of your investors that you were going to? Because some of these people, you know, they're living on this money. This money's their passive streams of income. Uh, did you get any pushback from that? 
I got zero pushback from from my investors. I've got an awesome group of investors. In fact, not not only did I not get any pushback, I had investors before I even announced that emailing me saying, "Hey, we're not going to distribute any cash, right? Like we want to vote to hold back those distributions." So they were a hundred percent in agreement with that decision. Excellent. Next step. Now we've solidified what we have. Now let's go see what we can get. Did you apply for either of the two loans that were you could go after? Yeah, so the loans available right now from the SBA are, I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but it's the EIDL loan, which is like economic injury disaster or something, and the PPP loan, which is your payroll protection program. The EIDL loan is, is more geared towards businesses that have had a significant documented financial hit, and they need a loan to get through that. I applied for that, but that doesn't really apply to our apartments as much because, like you said, people are still living there and, for the most part, are paying rent as of today. I don't know what it'll look like in the next few months, but we have, it's hard for us to document that. And so I've put a lot more time and energy into the payroll protection program application, which gives you, like you saw on the show, two and a half months of your average payroll cost to keep your people employed and keep your businesses running. So I've submitted that application. I haven't. Well, let's uh, stop. Let's go back to the other one first. Let me go back to the other one because the first one, the idle loan, was set up supposedly to get immediate cash into the system, which was supposed to be a $10,000 immediate withdrawal. And then you would get some kind of a loan after that. I applied for all my companies. Everybody I know applied. Everybody we all know applied. And I have not seen anybody get that 10000 bucks back. Then I got a call or an email. You might have seen the same email from Jerry saying that, hey, look, here's a note. And the note was that they're only going to give you 1000 per employee up to that 10000 Did you get that note? Uh, I, did, I didn't receive that. But like I said, I haven't been paying too much attention to the idle right. part of it. So let's just let's chalk that one off and say, hey, so far we, we've not seen that be much of a recovery, but we've all tried for it. So go ahead, I cut you off. You're yep. into the PPP loan. Oh, you're good. Yeah. So the PPP loan, that's the the one that I feel like is a, a more applicable to our businesses and and is a, and has a lot more money as well that could potentially be forgivable, which is huge. This is our as business owners, this is our piece of the you know stimulus fund pie the Stimulus Act pie. This is how we take advantage of that $2.2 trillion bill that came out. So it's important for, for, I think, almost every business to kind of apply for that. And so I've gotten a feedback from my bank that I applied with that the application looked good and they were going to submit it to the SBA, and I'm just waiting to hear back from the SBA at this point. Okay. And likely I had a little bit different situation because I ran into Wells Fargo being my bank, and then Wells Fargo just dumped out of the program. They wouldn't do it. Then they came back two weeks later and said, oh, by the way, we, we now can do it. And by then, you know, we'd already gone somewhere else. So uh, we got our application in also. But we have at this point been told nice things. Hey, yeah, you look really good. You're strong on paper, blah, blah, blah. But what they haven't told us uh, and I still don't see is, what are they going to, you know, they're saying they're going to give you 2.5 times your payroll, just just a flat number. And that's pretty much what they okayed for me. Okay, so I, I guess that's true. But the question is, is what do you have to do for it to be forgiven? Statement, use 80% or 90% of it on payroll, right? But we've not, has the HA or TA, well, we got to go to break. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back with John Boriak and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. 
Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com to access our free live training event schedule. Dell says the things you just can't say to your friends, boss, kids, financial planner, spouse, even the cat. Need him to deliver the message for you? Don't worry. Dell's past show archives are just a mouse click away. So go to DellOnTheRadio.com and turn your speakers up for everyone to hear. Dell delivers his daily Dellisms and liberating unconventional wisdom 24 hours a day at DellOnTheRadio.com. Did you know that every dollar you invest in real estate makes you money five ways? Cash flow, money in your pocket each month, equity capture, the thousands of dollars you create when you have the right team and buy the right property using the right map, appreciation, real estate can increase in value over time, equity buildup, renters pay down your mortgage each month, and finally, the tax advantage. When done correctly, real estate investors pay no taxes on our cash flow and capital gains. At Lifestyles Unlimited, these are the five ways we make money in real estate, which is why real estate accounts for more millionaires in the world today than any other investment vehicle. You should have some real estate in your portfolio. To learn how to attend a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com and register for the next available workshop. That's 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is John Boriak, the president-elect for the Houston Apartment Association, also the owner of five apartment complexes, over 1,000, 1,200 units over that. And uh, today we're discussing how he and his staff have made it through the COVID virus uh, situation uh, very successfully so far, and we hope to keep that way. Now, as we went to break, uh, John, we were talking about step number one you brought up was batten down the hatches. You tightened up your cash positions. You locked in your, your, your cash flows from not going out so they would stay in the team, stay in the group, uh, so you had more money to work with. Uh, and then you went after the loans that you could 
to try to get your slice, as you called it, of the two six trillion, whatever it's up to now, two trillion was at first, now six trillion. Uh, allotment of money for us to all get back on our feet since they destroyed us with their political uh, approach, then they figured they better put something back out there to get it going again. So uh, without being political about it, because I don't really take either side to this, um, let's finish up the loan part. You, do you feel pretty comfortable you're going to get your hands on some of that money? I, all the feedback I've gotten so far from, from the bank looks good. So I don't, I'm not necessarily expecting it tomorrow or anything, but I think eventually we will get it. Okay, now, have you put your fingers on anything that clarified what we have to do to get it forgiven? Yeah, so all the guidance I've gotten so far is that when we get those funds, we're going to have to keep accurate records and be able to demonstrate that we spent at least 75% of the, of the funds on payroll to, to keep and maintain our, our, our employees. And then the remaining 25% can be spent on either additional payroll utility costs, um, rent, which isn't really applicable to us since we're more landlords, and then uh, mortgage interest. So as long as we can demonstrate that, the feedback so far, which we haven't been in this process yet, and so we'll see how it actually goes, but is that that loan will be forgiven and turned into a grant. Well, we all got our fingers crossed on that one. And as always in this world, the government tends to change its mind two or three times from the, the blurt from the politician's mouth to the so actual true. paperwork <laughs> by the time it gets written and we get we get access to it. So we'll see. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is even if I had to pay it back, just knowing I had the liquidity would make me happier, right? Uh, Absolutely. That's all it is. Just say, well, you know, we got it. You gave it back, but we didn't need it. Hopefully if we did, hopefully if we do need it, we'll have it. And hopefully we won't even need it, in which case we'll just, you know, pay it back or whatever else they tell us to do with it. So let's move on to the second phase now. And that's that on-site management that you're talking about. I got a little number here that came out of um, Jay Turner Research, which I'm sure you know who they are. And they said that they researched that their research brought them the facts that 56% of people in apartments that they know uh, felt like their rent was declined a little bit this month in April. And 38% said it wasn't declined at all. And 5% even said they collected more rent. Now, what's interesting to that is of the people that did um, have less rent of the 56%, half of them had a 12% loss. But when you take all of them, all 56% that said they had a lower loss, the net loss of all of them together was only 6%. So 6% across the board doesn't seem that devastating. Tell us what you did and what you found to be the result of it. Sure. So I'll kind of start with the end result and then move to the to the process. So as of today, we're we're sitting at about fifteen percent total delinquent on our on our portfolio, which is about five percent higher than we normally are around this time of the month. So I'm we're fall right in line with what you're saying of that five, six percent behind what's normal, which is not not terrible. Like we'll we'll survive that. The, the much, much greater fear in the industry is next month, is May. Because in April, you know, we had residents with their final paychecks still trickling in. They had maybe had some savings. Um, but the, the feedback we're getting from them is that you know, they can make April. May is the big question mark. So that's kind of what the industry is holding out for now is May and June. Make sure we can get through those months. And the hope, and then, the hope is that the unemployment checks start to come in somehow. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to bank on that, but if those really start flowing in and the stimulus checks hit everybody's bank accounts, maybe that'll that'll buy us at least another month or two. Okay. I know you did quite a bit though to 
mitigate people yeah. both in not paying but also in comfort and staying and wanting to feel like that, you know, you cared about them. Talk about that concept yeah. of the customer, uh, what customer service, we'll call it, for lack of any Sure, reason. sure. So, you know, the, the mindset I purchased with is my on-site teams in the offices are not going to be able to adequately serve and service their residents if they're worried about their personal needs and their family safety and those kinds of things. So I started there with an abundance of communication with our staff through social media posts, lots and lots of emails and phone call updates, and then lots of in-person visits to the office by me as well. Because I can't really ask my staff to be on the front lines of this war, if you will, from my office, you know, comfortably safe at home. And so trying to get out in those in the properties as much as possible safely and you're practicing social distancing and all that, but show them that we cared and we have to we're there to support them. And then so when I visit, we do all different kinds of things to kind of encourage and bring some life into our teams, which will then flow out to the residents and they'll feel that. So when this whole thing first started, I passed out a hundred dollar bill to every one of our employees and assured that their job was secure and they weren't going to lose their income because of this crisis. And then you'll bring in them Starbucks drinks and personal visits and lunches and those kinds of things. And then we'll do fun. We're making some T-shirts and video, TikTok video challenges and that kind of thing to keep them energized. And then from a practical standpoint, making sure they have all the personal protective equipment they need. So scouring the Internet and local stores and resources to get them the masks and the hand sanitizer and the gloves. Everything they need to make sure they feel safe. And then, then the, once they feel like they're taken care of, that outflows to the residents. And so what that looks like is when they go out to collect the rent coming in April, May, and June, they have some tools knowing this is a special circumstance that we would not normally be able to offer the residents, such as waiving late fees um, on some properties across the board and some others on a case-by-case basis, uh, establishing payment plans with residents who can't pay all their rent you know, on the first. Maybe they can pay two or $300 a week throughout the month. And then, you know, doing special things with people whose leases are expiring right now to keep them in their units where they feel like they're not going to get kicked out on the street or not have a home right now to you let them renew on a month-to-month basis without the extra fees, those kinds of things. And then, of course, making sure our team has the right forms and notices, like the essential personnel letters and the essential activities letters so, so they don't think they're going to get in trouble for being out and about right now. Um, making sure they have official uh, forms to use for the waivers and the payment plans, and then rewarding all of our resident notices to take into account the situation right now. So instead of having our normal, um, you know, late notice that the resident didn't pay rent that says, you know, like a, a notice to vacate, we'll say, hey, notice you haven't paid rent. We should, we should talk about that. We have some options for you. And try to be a little more soft and understanding, you know, during this time. That's really helped our residents feel like we care and aren't just kind of these greedy landlords out to get their money or anything like that. Like we really, we know this is their home and in a scary time like this, a home and a safe home that you can rely on is really important. Yeah, it's really interesting. I've, I've for years have been the advocate of the, the hard landlord approach of the concept that uh, be tough first and then soft. In other words, tell them right up front, this is the way it's going to work. Always, you know, evict. And then come back later and have a little compassion to back end if they do want to try to work something out. But in this world, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it, my, I, I realized almost instantly, John, that my theory wasn't going to work. And uh, so I started listening to yours. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with John Boriak and the Del Walmsley Radio Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. If you're just tuning in halfway through the show today, I've got John Boriak with me here, who's the president-elect for the Houston Apartment Association. He also owns five apartment complexes with over 1,200 units. And we're discussing his approach to this uh, virus catastrophe. Uh, in the first segment, we talked about the fact that he generally carries liquid cash. He's pretty liquid most of the time. Secondly, he made sure that no more cash was going out for anything other than what was absolutely business necessary, including paying out distributions, halted them. Uh, the next thing he said, he went after all the cash he could get by any of the government grants and or loans that they would make available to him. So he solidifies his cash there, and there he's batting down the hatch and batting down the hatches and filled the ship with money. Next thing he did, he realized he had to have a crew to run the ship, so he went out there and did everything he could possibly do to keep his staff safe, healthy, happy, and believing in him and his ownership. And then he sent them off to take care of his clients, his tenants, and in this business, as we're supposed to call them, because I'm 800 years old, I still call them tenants. They, they call them residents. In other words, this is their home. This is their place to live. And this is the, the way the industry has changed. John, you guys in the Apartment Association have changed this to, to make everybody understand, hey, this isn't just an apartment complex like it used to be. This is somebody's home. And this is where they live and their life and their birthdays and their Christmas and everything else. And uh, you're taking that approach. And like I said, we went to break as I got off. Uh, it's an approach I've had to take now that, that, you know, times have changed. Go ahead and pick it up from there. What are you doing to keep your tenants feeling good about where they're living? Yeah, I tell my staff all the time, and, you know, it's such an important part of the job right now to, to feel like you're making an impact and having an impact on those around you. And what better way to do that than in our industry where we're, our impact is literally where their homes, where they live, they spend the majority of their time, where they raise their families, they spend Christmas, they just spent Easter yesterday because they couldn't go anywhere. And so uh, we have a kind of a, a business obligation, but also just kind of a, a societal obligation to make that environment as um, as much of a, a thriving home as possible and a, a safe place for them. So what that looks like is, you know, from a strictly financial standpoint, is people are, are struggling right now to, to come up with the money to pay rent, is working out payment arrangements where they can put a little bit of money down and then pay the balance out over time without any extra penalties, waiving late fees, allowing people to renew their lease then on a month-to-month -month basis and, and stay um, uh, without any extra fees. Um, doing things like if, if somebody is worried about losing their job and committing to a 12-month lease, we'll, we'll, kind of, we'll give them some flexibility there and give them an out. If they, if, they tell if they lose their job within 90 days, of signing a lease with us, then we'll, we'll let them out without any fees, kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card situation. And so come up with a lot of creative things like that, early payment discounts, if you can pay your rent on time, you know, in full um, from a financial standpoint. And then property level, um, all of our maintenance technicians who are serving our residents with, with the service requests are getting special training on um, using the right cleaning products to make sure everything's sanitized. A lot of properties, not all of them, but some properties have closed the office 
to just walk in traffic to try to keep that area as, as quarantined or safe as possible. Cleaning everything on our properties like gate handles and keypads and any high touch surfaces, uh, cleaning those daily. We had, we had to close our amenities like our club rooms and fitness centers for a season so that people weren't exposed there. The biggest thing for us is closing our playgrounds because we got all these kids, you know, kind of stuck at home, home from school, but we can't have, you know, hundreds of kids on these playgrounds all day either, so closing that down. But we've also been able to, to, to kind of company some good news with those lockdowns, like we'll, we're partnering with the Houston Food Bank to distribute lunches to every one of our residents who are at home, and maybe we're used to, you know, their kids getting a meal at school. They can come pick up uh, meals from the Houston Food Bank outside of our office, and as, as many people as in, in their apartments, they get those, those uh, free food. Um, we're doing lots of virtual events like a virtual bingo or, or uh, you know we can't have we can't host resident events right now for people to get get outside and mingle with each other so trying to host host that on an, an online setting like a, a zoom setting or something like that um little tiktok video challenges for each property fun things like that to try to get people away from the the news which can be um disparaging it sometimes and pr- pr- bring some like some good news some life and some comedy and some some refreshing, um, you know, news and, and interactions with their their situation right now. We've got some great feedback from those efforts instead of everything being all scary, gloom, and doom all the time. Well, you've put a lot of thought into it, that's for sure. Are you seeing results? Um, well, let me shift gears slightly. Um, new leases. Let's talk about the fact that... Um, we're still getting new leases, even though you said people are not supposed to be out and about, but we're leasing to them virtually. Are you doing that? I assume you are. I think I learned it from you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've got, we, we've, we've been doing um, online or virtual leasing for a while now, not to the extent we've kind of been forced into it now, but fortunately have the technology and the infrastructure already in place where people can do virtual tours by watching walkthrough videos online, talking to our staff online. If they if they want to come just look at the unit by themselves, they can. If they want to meet a member of our office staff, the, our office staff will meet them outside the office and stay six feet apart and kind of tour them through the property that way and show them the model unit and whatever. And then all the applications and payments and everything is done online from that point forward. And I've been surpri- I've been happily surprised at how the, the prospects the residents have adjusted to that expectation. My team has been the same. And so, we yeah, we've kept leasing. We obviously not at the volume that we were beforehand, but uh, it, it, we're still doing two, three, four, five leases a week at each property um, as, as availability changes there. So our occupancy has certainly not taken the hit yet at least. That's very interesting, which leads me to the next question that I think is, you know, as this starts to, the fog starts to clear away and, and we all look up and we're going to have that day, John, I'm sure we are, where we're going to be able to get our group of people back together in the same room and, you know, uh, just take a take a sigh of relief together and talk about all this. What I want to ask now is, have you started thinking about how this is going to change the future of this industry? Because I really believe it is. I, I see some stuff that's being changed now that no one's going back on. In other words, if you want, I'll give you an example just of non our business, but they didn't know how to clean masks, I, whatever they call it, N95 masks. They didn't know how to clean them. So you had to have a new one every time you put it on. Now they know how to clean them so they can clean 5,000 of them in eight, you know, a day. So there's 5,000 they don't have to, to make, right? They'll never go back to not knowing how. Now they know how. 
They'll never go back to not knowing how. What about us in this industry, John? What has changed, I, do you think, forever? I'm just get your opinion. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see that across our whole society on how you know how things change and what 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 people get used to and we're kind of you know, all these all businesses were forced into this teleworking telecommunication environment whether they liked it or not and some some people are going to love that and some aspects are going to be really difficult they're going to go running back so in our in our industry uh, I see certainly the virtual leasing like I just explained being a permanent thing uh, there's plenty of residents that want to show up and see the physical unit where they're going to put their bed and know that it's going to fit. But there's lots of new residents, especially the younger demographic, who are very comfortable just watching the video and doing a little virtual tour online and being, this looks great, sign me up. Um, and so I think, you know, most companies had at least one of those two options, and now I think we're all going to have to have two, the, the, both those options to appeal to both demographics. And then secondly, everybody's been forced into these, these Zoom meetings or these, you know, tele, these conference call meetings. Um, and so I, I, some of those, I love that. We, we were already doing some of that. And I, but I think we'll all, you know, not this doesn't really face the residents, but internally as we communicate with our staff, uh, I see that being a, everybody having a Zoom account going forward. And that's across all industries. Well, it'll be interesting to see how many uh, meetings that were in person before remain online and through Zoom uh, after this is all over. Yeah, it's amazing. If you look at what I do for a living, which is the the educational programming, um, it's changed everything. I mean, we do everything sure. online now, and we're thinking about, are we going to go back? You know, do we go back to where we stick 500 people in a room and everybody breathes on each other and, you know, sweaty and, you know, you talk? Yeah, I'm just making fun of it. You realize that. But still, it, it, I, I think there's a social nature to people. They want some kind of connection like that. Uh, but I think a lot of the other stuff that just needs to get done is just going to get done. I think people are going to throw away that need, not all of it, but some of them. Um, other things I'm thinking of in the industry here that's going to change is that what type of place are people going to want to live in? If everybody goes to telecommute, and by the way, I think companies are going to figure this out. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know my office, so you can understand this. I have like 25 different offices in my office. And about three years ago, the, the people that own the other half of the building that I didn't own, uh, or rent, I'm sorry, um, they were... Uh, they said leave. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. I'll finish the story when we come back. Have you been wondering what happens at our free workshop? It's simple. We teach the seven principles we use to run our families and businesses. We review case studies for both single family and multifamily properties so you can see how the numbers really work. We reveal the five reasons you should invest in real estate and we show you how every dollar you invest in a piece of real estate makes you money five ways. It's time to get this life-changing information. Register today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Stop making excuses. Go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com to access our free live training event schedule. Talk 1370, the right choice. Okay. 
Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is John Boriak, who is the president-elect for the Houston Apartment Association. He's also a real estate investor, and uh, he owns five apartment complexes, 1,258 units to be exact. And uh, we're talking here as we went to break about what's going to change in the industry now that this COVID virus thing has occurred. And I was telling a story, John, about how in my office, uh, it used to be Riverstone Residential had the other half of my floor. And they decided, I think they got bought out is what I think happened, and they disappeared. And so when they were gone, they said you could have the whole floor. And forever I thought I really wanted the whole floor. But then something weird came over me. We had this thing where I just let one of my employees move to Florida, and one of my other employees move to Colorado. And I let two or three of my major employees, and I also had national employees all over the country, and none of them had offices. And I thought, wait a minute, we're not going up in office space, we're going down in office space. Plus, our real estate agents stopped using the office. There was no reason to meet people in the office uh, other than to maybe write a contract, which was a conference room type of thing. You're going to run into the same thing. Now that no one can get into your office space, think about that. Before, we used to think the offices was everything, right? It was that you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Boom, that office has to be incredible. Now your first impression is literally, is literally a videotape, is it not? Yeah, it's, it's your website. It's, it's your Google ratings. Really, that, that's what I think the very, very, very first impression is. Because when somebody Googles ABC Apartments, you know, on, on what ratings pop up and what reviews pop up. And then the second layer is going to be your website which would have your tour, your walk, digital videos, your walkthrough videos, and then hopefully a streamlined application process. You've got to have those things um, looking uh, modern, up-to-date, and, uh, and uh, efficient and polished. Yeah, and it's almost like before, let's say even only two years ago, you could be without those, and you wouldn't have any problem. And the people that had them were excited about them and bragging about them, but Two years ago, you could still survive without them. I think after this point now, uh, you won't be able to. I also want to make one more point, and that is I've been teaching for the last five years that the world has changed. It's no longer a seller's environment. It's now a buyer's environment. In other words, they used to force you to go to a car lot and beat the crap out of you to buy their car, right? Uh, nowadays, you shop everything online and expect that you're going to get the great deal, expect that you're going to get great service, expect you're going to get the best deal, you know, all that above. And... Otherwise, you won't even do business with them. Now they expect, like what you said, Google at you know Google ratings and any of the rating systems. They expect you to have great ratings. If you have bad ratings, you have people complaining about you. They go, look, I know that there's bad people out there that just make up stuff, but why isn't there good stuff, right? Where's the good stuff? Uh -huh. So, are you chasing the good ratings also, John? Like many people are nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. We, our staff is, is trained to recognize that, you know, of all the residents on your property, about 80% of them at least on average, not just our portfolio, but across the industry, are happy and would write you a good review if it was convenient and they were asked. And so our staff is, is trained every time we do a service request and every time uh, we have renew a lease, anytime there's an interaction, it's always, 
hey, would you mind leaving us a review? Here's the link. Hey, would you mind leaving us a review? Here's the QR code. You can scan it right onto your phone and leave, do it digitally on your, on your mobile phone. And so that's really helped. We've seen all of our property. We take over a property. Uh, we can usually increase the Google ratings by one, two, or sometimes even three stars uh, in a year or two. Wow, that's amazing. So um, I know that we're using the same software, and uh, I'm assuming that that ability to go back to your to your residence, you know, hey, they just had a good service. You know, they said, hey, I got something wrong, and you fixed it. That's the time to get them to say, hey, yeah, you know, please write us, a, you know, some type of a, a what do you call them, John? Yeah, you've, you've got to have the ability to, to send them a text message, to hopefully through that management software that says, hey, notice we just completed that service request. Here's a link. Could you please leave us a review? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. That's exactly it. So the software that you and I are both using um, it has text messaging, sorry, John, they worked earlier today, text messaging, and uh, they have email capabilities and they have phone capabilities. So you can get back to these people instantly when you're done with, their, with a service request or with any other thing that they ask you for that you took care of, right? Absolutely. And you've got your people trained to go back for that type of review as soon as they can. Huh? Right. And then they get incentivized, you know, for, you know, we'll set annual or quarterly goals to move the Google rating by point three stars or point five stars and then there's you know bonuses that are associated with that so i think you're right i think that's the number one okay boom that that's the that's the front door you never get a second chance to create a first impression at your stars now what do you think's next what do you think attracts them to your properties i think once you get them you know through the google ratings and then hopefully they like your website they're, most people, are, if they're local, are still going to visit the property. They still want to put their eyes on on the unit and make sure it was as advertised and, you know, hopefully talk to a team member. So having that, that physical first impression, I think, is still important. And then a streamlined leasing experience. They don't want to, you know, fill out an application and then have to go drive and bring a money order to somebody and then wait around for two days to hear if they've got approved or not. They need to be able to do all that as quickly as possible and then sign everything online and not have to be coming into the office and signing multiple papers multiple times and get everything explained to them. That needs to be as a kind of smooth and streamlined of a process as possible. They shouldn't have to fill out the same information more than once. I'm not saying we do that perfectly, but we're, we do it at some properties and we're getting there at others. Well, I think that's it, John. I'm going to sum that up because we're coming into the show here. I'm going to sum that up with make it easy to buy. How's that sound? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like just like Apple. I just bought a new iPad, and it was the, easy on the website. The product came when it was supposed to. The unboxing experience was extravagant, and that's the same kind of feelings we try to shoot for when we sell a, a resident on an apartment. Excellent. Well, it's obvious why you uh, are doing so well, and uh, I guess next year you're going to be president of the Apartment Association, correct? Yes, sir. I'm happy it wasn't this year. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, John. And thank you for taking the time off. I know you've got to be really busy like the rest of us right now for taking time off to share uh, these very valuable points for the people out there that are alone and don't have any idea what to do. We're lucky. We're together in a big group, and we're all taking care of each other, uh, those people out there that don't have us. So thank you very much for coming on today. Absolutely. Happy to do it anytime. And for the rest of you out there, remember this. John and I, we're not doing this for some money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day.
thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.